Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday, the second day of October. I hope everybody is having an amazing Monday morning so far. I know it's it's only 7.53 my time, but if you've been up since 5, if you've been up since 6, or even 7, I hope your Monday morning is going amazing, and I hope everyone's weekend went amazing. I got a lot to talk about. This episode is just going to be about the Jets. Jets, Chiefs, a lot to talk about. How was my weekend first? Let's start off on Saturday. Penn State took care of business. They beat Northwestern 41-13. to They moved to 5-0 on the season and 5-0 against the spread. That was really good. Saturday afternoon, there was a ton of amazing college football games, right? Auburn almost took down Georgia. Ole Miss went on the final second against LSU, holding them off. Notre Dame came back. They started their drive at the two-yard line. They came back to defeat Duke. Riley Leonard went down for Duke. That is just a shame. Feel really bad for him. Um, And then the noon game, USC with Colorado, 48-40. to One was it 45 to 41, something like that? Just crazy Saturday games, and then Sunday, as we all know, crazy games as well, with a lot of high scoring ones. The Bills taking down the Dolphins. I don't even, I forgot what happened. I'm just so focused on the Jets trying to recap, but Jaguars winning in London. Um, the Eagles almost losing to, to the Commanders. Well, what are some other notable games? Cowboys really uh, really coming back after their poor performance and destroying the New England Patriots 38-3. to But the biggest game of the day, the most controversial d- game of the day, and maybe the most entertaining game of the day, was the game that took place last night. And before I get into it, I want to say, as always, thank you all for joining this stream. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. And this is actually the first podcast that is not only on the the Ben Wasserman Show Spotify account, but it's on the Today Sports Spotify account. If you don't know what Today Sports is, it is a sports media brand that gives, not gives, that produces short form content to Gen Z sports fans, 18 to 24. Our slogan is, Gen Z's ESPN. So we make content in all different sports, hockey, football, baseball, soccer, golf, and more sports to come. I've been a big part of the company for a while now. And um, the podcast network is uh, a fresh new toy that we have. And there's a few shows on it. One's called The Extra Point. That's a football show. One is called Lights Out Latest. That is an F1 show. And now they will have this show, my show, along the network. So just wanted to to put that out there and say thank you all for joining and, uh, and use that reference. All right. Let's get into the game. And I apologize for my voice. It probably sounds terrible. I mean, screaming at Penn State in the first half when they were tied 10 to 10. Not that I was worried that they were going to win, but there's, there was things to scream about. Screaming because I live bet Notre Dame, and that game was wild. I had Ole Miss. And then, of course, the biggest one, screaming at my television last night 
after the referee decided to end the game. So that is why my voice is terrible. I'm sure you guys can all relate and understand. Going into the Jets-Chiefs game, my thoughts were as follows. Did I think the Jets were going to win? No. Did I think the Jets were going to keep it close? Yes, and this is why. The spread, and I'm a big numbers guy. In sports betting, I bet all the time. I look at the numbers. I don't really even look at the matchup per se, just at the number. And the Chiefs were only an eight-point eight favorite. Now, when I think about that, you have the defending Super Bowl champions with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, you guys all know. Going up against the Jets team that lost to the Patriots, got smacked by the Cowboys, and it has Zach Wilson, who before yesterday's game was the worst quarterback in the NFL. If I would make the number, it would be Chiefs minus 10. And that's not even disrespecting the Jets' defense. That's just saying Chiefs are going to score probably three touchdowns. Can the Jets do that? But the spread was eight. And I thought that was a low number. I thought that was a number that the public was going to be all over. And they were. There was over 75% of the tickets on the Chiefs minus eight. So that is why I kind of had a feeling the Jets would keep it close. And I kind of had a feeling the Jets would respond after getting blown out by the Cowboys and losing for the 15th straight time to the Patriots. Like, this is your game. If there was ever a game that the Jets would play to their highest level, it would probably be this one. And that's what happened. But it didn't happen early on. And, and before I get to the game, going into the game, and I tweeted this, I had two keys. The first one was run the ball to extend the Jets' offensive time of possession, which in the same way gives number 15, Patrick Mahomes, less time with the ball. That's not what happened, but I'm okay that that didn't happen. The second one was forced turnovers, and that is what happened. And that is a huge reason why the Jets were able to get back into this game and take momentum. Starting off, Chiefs, first three possessions, three scores. They were up 17-0 before the Jets even got a point on the board. Taylor Swift was going crazy in the box. And let me just say this. NBC talked about Taylor Swift way more than they had to. I mean, I said this to my roommate. If the Pope, LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, Donald Trump, and Taylor Swift were all in MetLife Stadium, Taylor Swift would have been talked about more. I mean, they were... NBC was acting like Taylor Swift was Jesus Christ sitting in the box. It's like, do we really have to show her when she's not even doing anything. They literally showed her when she was just standing up and, and was, didn't, wasn't even doing anything. I mean, and then NBC before the game with that stupid jingle or song that they did. They're like, okay, Swifties, let's get you ready for the game. Nobody cares. Your audience is football fans, not Swifties. Swifties are entering football fans' is audience. That doesn't mean you cater to Swifties. I don't hate Taylor Swift, but
But after last night, I am right on the line. And it's not her fault. She just went to a football game. It's NBC's fault. And it's NFL's fault. And I'm not sure if this is correct. But I saw on Twitter, not from the NFL account, from a different account. So it might not be true. But but still, this it still goes. The NFL put in their bio 2-0 with Swifties. Again, not sure if that's true. But what is true is the NFL has been glazing Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's like, guys, they're humans. Kelsey plays football. She sings. They're very famous. Can we move on? Can we just move on and treat them like humans and not act like they are Adam and Eve and the first people to ever be on this planet? I mean, seriously. The first quarter was the worst. The first quarter was the worst. They showed her at least five times. They mentioned her at least 10. I almost wanted to just listen to the game on the radio. And then Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, who, by the way, I really like. Wasn't a huge fan of them yesterday, but overall really like. They um, they mentioned her. I mean, my head almost exploded. The amount of t- the amount of references, I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand it anymore. All right, back to the game. Jets were down seventeen nothing. I was thinking in my head, this game's over. This game's going to be a blowout. They're probably going to win thirty five nothing. I was thinking in my head, this so called great Jets defense looks like they can't stop anything. I was thinking in my head. It's another big game where a Robert Sala-led Jets team comes out flat. We saw it against the Patriots. We saw it against the Cowboys. And we've, we've seen it a bunch in the past few seasons. But then, Jawan Taylor, I think it was a hands-to-the-face call on Bryce Huff in the end zone, which results in the Jets' first two points of the game. 17 to 2, and the Jets get the ball back. It was only two points, and the Jets got the ball back. But it was that moment where I and many other Jets fans, and probably the Jets themselves, said, Okay, let's make something happen. We just got gifted some points. Let's make something happen, right? Okay, we're on the board now. It's only two points, but we're on the board. After that, uh, I don't know if it was on the same possession or the next one. Jets went down and kicked a field goal. I think it was on the same possession. 17-5. to five. Um, and, and the Jets' defense started playing really good ball. They, they got turnovers on Mahomes. He threw two picks in the first half. And the Jets' defense started playing really, really good ball. But at the end of the half, I had an issue with a Robert Sala decision. And this decision... I mean, I'm not sure if it could have impacted the game. I don't really like playing the what-if game. But fourth and one, right before halftime, 30 seconds left. Salah decides to go for the field goal. It was a 17-12 to game, I believe. 17-12 to game. And Salah decides to go for the field goal. Could have been 
Actually, no, it was 20 to 12. Could have been 20 to 15. I would have personally went for it. Salah decides to go for the field goal. Greg Zerline misses it. You go into the half 20 to 12. I know Chiefs got the ball back. Mahomes threw another pick. The Jets didn't do anything with it. But you go into the half 20 to 12. I would have went for it. It was one yard. Now, listen, the Jets could have fumbled the snap or could have just not gotten it, and it could have been the same result. But I I think going for it there was the better decision. Decides for the field goal. Greg Zerline misses it. I mean, should have made it still. I think it was like 50-something yards. I want to say 51. Jets lost by three. There's the difference. You go for it, make it easier field goal. I don't know. Just wanted to bring that up. Second half comes along. Zach Wilson shows up. The Zach Wilson that the Jets drafted number two overall showed up. And I said this to my fr- one of my good friends on FaceTime after the game, Cade Chardonnay. Shout out, Cade. We have FaceTime calls after not every Jets game, but after the, the tough ones. I FaceTimed him after that Bills win. Well, Rodgers went down and had to FaceTime, FaceTime Cade after yesterday's game. But Zach Wilson showed up to the party. And what he did in that first drive after halftime, going all the way down the field, throwing dot after dot after dot, getting that touchdown, a laser beam to Alan Lazard, and then getting that two-point conversion, I said to Cade last night, no matter what happens in the rest of Zach Wilson's tenure with the Jets or career, he and us Jets fans have that moment of him playing exceptional football, throwing that touchdown pass, getting the two-point conversion. Jet Life Stadium was insane. And that sequence, that moment, we got it forever. No matter what happens, that moment was incredible. Because it was a moment where I was thinking, oh my God, this guy is good. Oh my God, this is why the Jets drafted him number two. Just dot, 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 tie game. It was magical. After that, the Jets defense... They, I mean, they played. They, I thought they played really well. Could you have wanted a better start? Of course, but I thought they played really well. Taylor Swift was in the house. Just spoke about her to watch Travis Kelsey. Did Travis Kelsey do anything last night? Not really. I think he got like five catches for maybe not even fifty yards. I thought Jets defense played really well, and now that brings up the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the Chiefs got a field goal, 23-20. to Jets got the ball back. Wilson was making moves, but Chiefs were sending heat. Wilson got the snap. He looked away, fumbled the ball. Chiefs got it. Bad mistake. That, that can't happen. Bad mistake. Zach owned up to it in the locker room. He owned up to it on the field. He owned up to it. In his press game, press game, post game interviews, that can't happen. And then we all know what happened after that. 
the Chiefs got gifted, maybe not the win, but the, the Chiefs got a lot of help from the refs. Third and 22, Mahomes runs for 25. They call a defensive holding all the way in the secondary, like 30 yards away. But they miss Jermaine Johnson getting held basically from his neck, wearing his arms up. They missed that. And I saw that live. Everybody saw that live. America saw that live. Jermaine Johnson was getting bear hugged, and they missed that call. And then we all know what happened. That referee throws the flag on Sauce Gardner. Chiefs get one more first down and the game is over. That flag on Sauce Gardner was atrocious. Sure, was he holding him for a second? Were they hand fighting? Yeah, that's how Sauce Gardner defends. And that's how that game has been played. Sauce said it. He said all game long. That's how it was. No flags. It's not even about the flag. It's the timing. And not the timing in the game. The ref threw the flag after the Jets intercepted the ball. How does that make sense? How does it take you five seconds to think about it? If it takes you five seconds to think about it, then you can't throw the flag. Mohams threw it. Picked off. Jets ball. Oh, flag. First down. That was an atrocious, disgusting, and terrible call. And I said in my TikTok videos, I did a whole rant how that ref should be fired. Now, should the ref be fired? I don't. I probably shouldn't have said that because I don't like calling for people's jobs and livelihoods and whatnot. But that call indirectly ended the game. That call took the ball out of the Jets' hands. It took the ball out of the players' hands. That call, not fully because different things could have happened, you know. That call ended the game. And no one call should end the game. Referees should not end the game. Referees cannot take the ball out of players' hands. And that's what they did. They took the ball out of the Jets' hands. Jets would have had the ball at the 40, maybe even better. Who knows what happened, right? I'm not saying the Jets would have won. Zach Wilson could have thrown a pick six to Willie Gay. But what I do know is the Jets didn't get a chance because of a bad call. And that's what's sickening. That's what's really hard to deal with. Now, that's the negative. The negative is the Jets lose and the referee made a bad call. Now let's look at the positive. And the positive is um, Zach Wilson was great. Yeah, he fumbled in the fourth quarter. Not good. Very bad. But from what we saw from Zach Wilson last year and even this year, compared to what we saw yesterday, Zach Wilson was great. And in the first half, he played better than Patrick Mahomes. That is the monster positive. 
monster positive in this game. Let me go over his stats. Wilson, 28 for 39, 245 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, got sacked twice, and ran twice for 14 yards. A great game. Look at Mahomes' stats. Mahomes, 18 for 30, 203 yards, one touchdown, two picks, one sack, but he did run a lot, as we saw in the fourth quarter. Ran seven times, 51 yards. Zach Wilson was great. That is the monster positive in this game. And the whole team was very good. And as much as the loss stings, as much as beating the Patriots would have been amazing, and it didn't happen. You got to look at it from a little bit of a positive view. The Jets went toe-to-toe with the defending Super Bowl champions. And Zach Wilson was great. And I got to give a lot of credit to Nathaniel Hackett. One of my keys going into this game was run the ball to kill time. Jets didn't do that. But I'm perfectly okay with that because they aired it out. They threw it on first down. They let Zach be an athlete. They let Zach utilize his skills. Zach Wilson threw the ball 39 times. And I loved every throw of it. Nathaniel Hackett needs a lot of credit for the game plan that he installed in last night's game. And he needs a lot of credit for how he managed and called last night's game. I thought it was an amazing job. Now, my one critique was I think Brees Hall needs to be more involved. Um, And then also I think Dalvin Cook should be less, maybe even not involved at all. Dalvin Cook has no juice. He is nothing. He's averaging one yard a carry. That is going to end up being a horrible signing. My one critique would be get Brees Hall more involved. But big picture, I thought Nathaniel Hackett was amazing what else on this game oh i I gotta say this listen we speak about the defense i said the defense was good they got the two picks they they kept the jets in the game right referees or not the, the defense kept the jets in the game uh and and after they gave up 17 early points they only gave up six right Six for the rest of the game. So very, very good job. But Quincy Williams is an absolute dog. I mean, the people who get the hype on the Jets defense are Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, who, by the way, still needs to get better. Sauce Gardner, CJ Mosley, maybe even DJ Reed, right? Quincy Williams was all over the field last night and he's been all over the field the whole season the whole past few seasons Quincy Williams might be my favorite player he is so good what else do I have in this game oh Robert Sala was heated and listen I I said I didn't agree with Robert Sala's moves before halftime and you know would definitely want his team to be a little bit more 
ready to go from the early jump in games. But, I mean, Robert Sala was heated last night. And from a fan's perspective, that is exactly how you want your coach to be. If there was nobody in the stands and there was no police or anything, I don't know if that ref would have been walking out of the stadium the same. Whew. He was heated. So final thoughts here. Listen, the loss stings. Oh, I, I wanted to say this. I said this in my TikTok video too. That felt like a playoff game. And as a Jets fan, I have not been able to say that in a long time. And it was finally a game where my team was on national TV. America was watching. And they were actually putting on a good product. That's something I am happy about. It felt like a playoff game. It was the first time in a long time where I felt like my favorite team, the New York Jets, was actually like putting on a good product. Usually the Jets play at one o'clock. Not many people as watch as they watch the Sunday night football game. And they usually don't put on a good product. It felt like a playoff game and it was a lot of fun. My final thoughts are the loss sucks. Jets are one and three. Now they go to Denver. Denver beat the Bears. They came back like, I think it was three touchdowns at least. Um, if the Jets can play how they did yesterday throughout the rest of the season, they can beat almost everybody. If Zach Wilson can play how he did yesterday, then the Jets can make the playoffs. It's not going to be easy. They got a tough schedule. We all know the schedule. But if the team can play how they did yesterday, especially number two, then this team can make the playoffs. They almost beat the Chiefs, right? And maybe I shouldn't even say they almost beat the Chiefs because almost winning and losing is the same thing, okay? Almost, you don't get anything for almost winning. But they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. And as a Jets fan, you got to be, you got to be happy with that. If they can play how they did yesterday, they can make the playoffs. Now they go to Denver. I, I think the Jets have to beat the Broncos. You can't start one and four. You can't lose to Sean Payton, a guy who called your offensive coordinator one of the worst coaches of all time. And now listen, does he have some reasoning to say that? Of course, right? That Broncos team was awful. But that is a low blow. And we all know Sean Payton's not really a good guy. We all know he's had his fair share of trouble, bounty gate and everything else. The Jets, the best way to respond to this heartbreaker and the best way to respond to this loss to the referees is to go into Denver and beat them. Go into Denver, get back to your winning ways, get back into the win column, get to two and three on the season, get revenge against Sean Payton for his comments and beat him. I think they will. I got confidence now. I didn't have confidence in the first quarter when the Jets were down 17-0. I thought it was going to be a blowout and they were probably going to lose like the next four games. But I have confidence now that the Jets 
are a good team. Good, not great, not bad, good. And you know what else I have confidence in? Number two. Because I thought after that Patriots game, the locker room was in shambles. I thought after that Patriots game, the locker room could probably never recover until Aaron Rodgers comes back. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers was in the building. It was great to see him. Uh, I don't know how that man is progressing so fast in his recovery, but it was really, really nice to see A-Rod back in town. Anyway, what was I saying? Something about confidence, right? Oh, I thought the locker room. I thought the locker room was in shambles. But after yesterday's game, I think the locker room is as strong as it's ever been in the last two years with Zach Wilson as the starter, right? The locker room was strong in training camp, of course, with Rodgers. But the way Wilson took accountability and the way he played, I think there's a whole new energy and a whole new confidence level in that Jets locker room. And that is a great thing. Hopefully a great thing. Still have to see. But yeah, final thoughts, it sucks. But there's a lot to be happy about. And I hope that referee, I, I don't know if he's going to lose his job. He's not going to lose his job. But I, I think that referee should be accountable in some way. That was a horrendous call. It costed the game. And it was just, uh, it was just a brutal way to, to lose. But really happy about how Zach Wilson played. And really happy about how the whole team fought to the very end. And you got to tip your cap to number 15. I mean, he didn't play a good game, right? Through those two picks, one of the worst games, actually, he's probably played in a long time. But still, when when the Chiefs needed him to make plays, he got those first downs. So, got to tip your cap. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Jets lose to the Chiefs 23-20, to fall to 1-3 on the season. Tough one. Real, real tough one. Taylor Swift, I don't know even, I, again, I don't think it's her fault, but the whole Taylor Swift drama and how NBC was covering it just makes me furious, makes me absolutely furious. So Penn State wins, Jets lose, Yankee season is over. Um, it was a horrible season. Carlos Rodon, trash. Um, there was only two positives about this year, and it's the same two positives that have been in every year. Garrett Cole is amazing, and Aaron Judge is amazing. What do the Yankees do? How do they respond? Whatever. I will talk about that in a later episode, but thank God the season's over. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a second of Yankees baseball. Well, I have watched Garrett Cole pitch, but I haven't watched a second of Yankees baseball in like over a month. So thank God it's over for the fans, for the players, for everybody. Just as bad as it gets. But MLB playoffs start tomorrow. It's going to be weird to watch the playoffs and not see the Yankees, but I've accepted that. I accepted that in August. MLB playoffs start in, in on Tuesday. This is the best time for sports, guys. I mean, the best two times in sports are right now 
and then in the summer when it's NHL and NBA playoffs. But I would say right now is better because MLB playoffs, you have hockey starting really soon, and you have football, college, and NFL. This is as good as it gets. So, yeah, Yankee season ends. Penn State wins. Jets lose. Devils look good, too. Devils in preseason. I am. Uh, I, I think they might be undefeated. I could be wrong about that, but, man, do they look good. I've been seeing the highlights on my Twitter feed. Whew. Can't wait for that season to start. Yeah, I, I'm still annoyed at that referee, but Zach Wilson looked good. So I'm going to try to think about that more than I think about the referee. But that was a brutal call. Brutal way to lose. That wraps up this Ben Wasserman show. Once again, thank you all for listening. And go check it out. If you watch it on the Ben Wasserman show Spotify or my personal YouTube, go check it out on the Today Sports Network as well. It's going to be the same exact show, but go give it some likes over there. If you want to follow me more on Twitter, at Ben Wasserman, for on TikTok, at Ben the Sports Guy, and on Instagram, at Ben.Wasserman underscore that wraps up, I believe this was episode 55. See, yeah, that wraps up episode 55. One last message to the referee. I am still mad at you. Everybody, have a great Monday. I will talk to you very, very soon. Peace out.